You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio, episode fifty. Can you believe it that the only show where two idiots talk about the wrestling world for fifty gosh darn episodes? And boy, howdy, does it! It doesn't even feel like fifty for me. Uh, I'm your host Ryan Nineteen. With me, as always, is the incomparable Scotty Edwards. I think incomparable is a compliment. I don't quite remember. Scotty, how you doing? <laughs> Doing good, doing good. Um, yeah, it's fifty. That's kind of crazy, uh, especially since I think I forgot until you just started this episode. Because um, it's just another number at the end of the day. Because we'll do fifty-one next week, fifty-two, mm-hmm. fifty-three. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. So instead of me rambling on, because someone me might have overslept and has a time limit, we're just gonna get to it. Look, you have you have the unenviable task of being the lead voice of the Joshi world for American audiences. Uh, you, you you stumbled into not out of stumbled. You worked hard to to get to that position, and and what that means is you stay awake to watch wrestling at two three in the morning, and uh, you know it is what it is. This what it is. Yeah, times times are not uh in my favor. No. no. It's, no, no, it's okay. But we're here, we're watching. Yeah. We're, uh, we're we have a lot to talk about. I'm really excited. You know, we have a lot to talk about, but we also kind of don't. If you think about it, so it's weird. I think we like, have to- a lot of topics, but none of it's like a lot. Yeah, well, except for Vinnie Mac, but like that's uh-huh. just continued. Yeah, it's just the same <laughs> thing. It's just worse. No. Yeah, it's just it just got worse. But of course, we'll get to all that. You know, episode fifty today um our one year is actually coming up on august 7th so we're a couple of weeks away from the one year anniversary we'll so ce- we'll celebrate with that episode yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll do a year <laughs> celebration with what i wh- how how are we gonna celebrate couldn't tell you that scotty be well slept for that episode oh not only will i be well slept 
I will have no idea what we're going to do to make it special, but we're going to try. Maybe we do a three-hour episode for that one. We go well, nuts. That would, that would be so less special. We've done that multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> but on purpose. <laughs> but on purpose this time. That's true. That's true. We'll just talk about... Uh, Ric Flair's last know. wrestling match. Battle of the Belts yeah, 3. Yeah, probably. Probably. You're not even here. Are you? Is that the weekend you're not here? No, no you're here. I'm here. I'm here for it. That's good. Uh, that's, that's a busy one. Yeah, G1 middle of G1 climax. I don't know. Uh, middle five star. I don't know. Um, There's a lot going it. on. It's just a matter of like, is it important enough? We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Preview impact emergence. <laughs> we'll talk about Rick's players last match because I think that's when we'll be. Re- ah, yeah, that's when we would review it. Yeah, so. yeah, yay. So that's 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 then. Now's now, and now we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Of course, we're going to talk about Vince McMahon. And uh, the new news that came out from the Wall Street Journal. We're going to talk about stardom midsummer champions. Uh, we're going to pre- preview GCW settlement series. Because <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, we're going to kind of do like a short little preview. We haven't really talked about it since the schedules have come out. A little bit of the G1 Climax. Uh, Noah Destination, which is a show on Saturday. Uh, and if we have time, oh, if we have time for it, Noah Destination, if we have time for it as well, uh, we'll talk about Tokyo Joshi Pro as well. Uh, but some news items to get to to start our show. Um, the Sasha Banks Naomi story continues to unfold uh, as it was reported that Sasha Banks and Naomi have been, this is reported from PW Insider, I should say, that uh, while there has been no official indication they have been released, PWInsider.com can confirm that both Sasha Banks and Naomi were removed from WWE's internal roster over the last 24 hours. We've heard rumblings Banks may be doing some signings outside of WWE this fall as well, but again, no official confirmation. So this is the internal roster thing. It's not like saying, oh, they've been released. It's nothing official from WWE. They're not commenting on this seemingly. The internal roster thing has always been like a... Uh, I've seen like Sean Ross Sapp talking about it where like oh Lacey Evans is listed on Raw and no now she's listed on SmackDown oh she's listed as a heel and they tend to be true to what is following so you take that as what well as will take with that as much as you want to um additionally uh Sasha Banks and Naomi also got or at least Sasha Banks her profile picture for Peacock uh was also removed mm-hmm. um if you had a Sasha Banks profile picture you no longer have it on Peacock you no longer have a profile picture. Yeah, it just got defaulted. Um, and yeah, and that's that's pr- and then Naomi. Oh, and then both of them re- uh, on Twitter, you know, changed on uh, social media handles, change it from WWE superstar to professional wrestler. And Naomi mm-hmm. uh, Instagrammed out seemingly some uh, potential sub sub not sub tweets if it's Instagram some posts sub posts. That sounds weird. So. With the ex- with the additional drama surrounding Sasha Banks and Naomi, Scotty, any thoughts? I just I just want this to end. <laughs> I'm so I'm so like every time something comes out, like I don't care. Just tell me that they're gone already. Like just tell yeah. me that they're gone. I don't know why we have to be so secretive about it. It's just uh it's so annoying. We I want to get to the point where everyone's excited. Like, okay, now, and I guess everyone has been at this point, but, like, your excitement for where Sasha Banks might end up and now Naomi, 
it can be legitimate instead of just like hopeful because that's all it ever sounds like is very hopeful. Um, I, me included, I do it all the time, but it's just, I can't fully invest until we just have the news or we just know for sure, like them being removed in every single way, except for an official confirmation is it's annoying because it's still WWE works in mysterious ways. And I understand they got rid of all that, but, they could so easily click something and all of that be back. So Which just remember that. Like, I, I, I don't think these two go back. I think it's too far gone to let that happen. But until it happens, it's just like, all right, well, you know, wake me up when something, when, when something that we wanted to happen happens. Yeah. I think I, you know, I agree is that I think that they can easily just, these are all things that can easily be changed and brought back and you know all this stuff can easily be adjusted to that point i i would have to wonder if wwe is still trying to maybe keep them uh you know whether or not they've been officially released i don't know no one knows um but maybe it's maybe that's a point of like wwe is trying to release them or trying to keep them the fact that they've been removed does start pointing to oh no they actually might have been released they actually might be started doing something there's also the idea of like wwe's purpose purposely not saying anything because you know there's gonna be potential prospects for both of these wrestlers especially with uh 90 days being roughly late august depending on when you kind of like put at like you know, when when they might have been officially released, either the day they dropped the belts, either the Raj Giri tweet, you know, definitely today. You know, we're talking anywhere between like I don't know, let's just let's just let's just say two events. I don't know, anywhere between like All Out and Arthur Ashe. You know, just we'll just say anywhere between those two. Uh so you know, I, I think there's there WWE is purposely being vague on it. Um and I don't blame them for being vague on it. I think, I don't know. I I guess what's frustrating really is that WB is being purposely vague on it, which is a good business move, but it's also like, well, then you kind of understand how important of a loss Sasha Banks is to your entire product. Like, man, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you should have done a better job of (laughs) making her want to stay. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you should have done a better job of making her happy if you are being this much of a butt about this. But again, it's also, you know, they walked out and WWE wants to be a butt. And WWE has a, I guess, bigger fish to fry at the moment anyway. So just drop this, I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a little bit of a shit on shit or get off the pot situation uh, with Sasha Banks and Naomi. I want to see them gone. I want to see them out. I want to see them thrive in other places. Free. Uh, you know, for film f- wrestle. I think that's pretty easy i want to see the two wrestlers wrestle yeah yeah at this point and you know sasha banks easily i think you you if you're tony khan you roll out the red carpet you roll out the brinks truck you give her give her a contract she's gonna sasha banks is also gonna probably want to wrestle in japan easily want to wrestle in japan um naomi i think you sign her as well why not she's a good talent she's she's got experience she's got a fan base um she's pretty good um, you pretty know, good. She's pretty good. You sign her, but and then you know she can also. If I mean, if Tony Gunn doesn't want to do that, you know, Impact's also a good spot. 
uh, you know, there's there's other other places that would still be good for her. Naomi, Very not as not as much as an international star as Sasha Banks, I think, but she, I think yeah. she's still a good national star, if that makes sense. Mm. So yeah, still you still get her, you still get her. I mean, she's still like a, she's Naomi's still like a multi-time women's champion, I guess. But I say I guess because I think she would have the title once for like a week, um, another title for like a month or two, and then she got injured. It glowed. So it is what it is. Um, it, had, it had the glow. Trinity Glow. Uh, is that, is that, would that be your oh, name? Jesus. Trinity. You can just do Trinity Fatou. I don't know. I don't remember what her name was before uh, being married, but you can do Trinity Fatou or just Trinity. Probably just Trinity. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty good. Can't think of anyone named Trinity currently in wrestling. So yeah, and then she can come out wearing all black leather tiny ass sunglasses and like and her hair hair all the way back and she comes out and does it does like this and as she dodges, sure, dodges sure, bullets. yeah sure no no cool 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 sure 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 sure, sure. <laughs> uh, you sell you sell it to her okay you let me know how she feels about that Speaking about selling things to you, uh, there was one company in England that tried to sell things for you to you. Uh, they didn't do a good job. Uh, <laughs> they didn't do a good job, and the show got canceled. We did a whole preview last week about World Wrestling Entertainment Series about their debut show that would have happened last Saturday. God damn it! We wasted our time knowing that the show was probably going to get canceled, and guess what? It got canceled. Um, I'm trying to see where there was a quote, I believe. Uh, dear fans and followers, unfortunately, we'll have to cancel the event scheduled for this Saturday. We're deeply disappointed in the news. Our team worked so hard on this event day and day in, day out for the fans to come up with a different type of wrestling and believe that we still be able to show that in the near future. Uh, we do also want to say that our talent that was scheduled have been paid in full and that uh, Nia Jax was paid her deposit as well. Well, she changed her mind and did not want to show up and wrestle anymore. <laughs> a little bit of Barry. Why not? Um. So yeah. So sure. after a bunch of f- people claiming false advertising and saying that they were being uh, blaming the talent and all this other crap, uh, and saying they weren't paying people properly, uh, there was one report saying that they also only sold 350 tickets. Uh, it is it is with a dear shame that we must say, for the time being, uh, adieu to Wrestling Entertainment Series UK. Scotty, are you surprised? No, no. Could I, I don't think I could be less surprised, unfortunately. Um I think we should just scrap it up, act like this isn't happening anymore, and move on. Uh this is very Yeah, it's not happening. It, the the fun that we had, you know, these past couple months of thinking that some, you know, show that's full of WWE budget cuts come together and put on a I don't even know what to call it. I can't say a super show because it wasn't really that exciting um, to put on a show that had championship belts and people that you've heard of. It's not happening anymore. Uh, and I just want to, I just want to say like, if you think back to that original card yeah, and how much that second card dramatically changed, I feel like you should have known, yeah. right? Like, 
And I think most people had this idea. So I don't think it was like everyone was like, oh my God, this show's going to be great. But we did closer this time. We were, we got really close to this one. Uh, but yeah, let's just, let's just not give them any attention until they actually run a show. I think that's the best way to run with new companies. Yeah. Unless it's like owned by a billionaire that is going to have the elite with him. <laughs> <laughs> Not the authors of pain and Alistair Overeem and Moose. Even though Moose doesn't even count. He wasn't even there for the first show. So. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't even booked for the first show. Or the Titan. Um, and Nia Jax and Lana. Like, I think, I think there's a difference here. I think there's a difference here. I think we should pump the brakes anytime that the, the bookers of the show that we're about to watch are two guys that barely made it in WWE. What do you think Alistair Overeem is going to go next? Do you think he's an impact? No, I think he's, I think he just, he's such a wes guy you know he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't want to if he's gonna have his first wrestling match he doesn't want to give it away anywhere else Mm -hmm. he has brand loyalty to the extreme yeah yeah i mean he might be the only one at this point but yeah yeah i i look forward to the next main event being uh alistair overeem versus never mind i no way jose yeah, probably going for the <laughs> i was gonna show. go like really dark and scary but i i decided against it i was like who would actually book, get booked by these people oh. Like, oh oh i see all what you're of, saying all, all of speaking out got <laughs> it they were there in england go. They we're in england um exactly that was my point <laughs> um anyways um go let's go from uh sad disappointing not unexpected news to sad disappointing not unexpected news a report came out on friday for the wall street journal uh saying that uh wb's vince mcmahon has paid a total of 12 million dollars to four women to quiet sexual misconduct allegations to be clear this isn't like uh, uh like the two that they reported on or the the, cu- the couple that they reported on before plus four more uh as i understand this is a running total of what wall street journal uh has given out uh the additional ones uh uh have been uh about you know content warning i guess by the way uh mcmahon allegedly paid out 7.5 million dollars to the a former wrestler uh who claimed that mcmahon coerced her into giving him oral sex demoted her, and then decided not to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters with him, per the journal report. The wrestler and her lawyer reportedly negotiated a non-disclosure agreement with with Vince in 2018. Um, uh, This, of course, is coming on top of the paralegal, where he was given out secret $3 million payout. Um, He's still in control of creative... Uh, there was also a new report saying that on top of that, there is also a a 2006 agreement. A former WWE manager was paid $1 million to stay silent about Mc, McMahon initiating a sexual relationship with her. There's also another thing about John Laurinaitis, about an alleged $1.5 million non-disclosure agreement with an employee claiming sexual misconduct in 2012. Uh, so, you know, it's... It's more stuff, but it's worse stuff because, you know, the the idea was before or at least the claim was before 
maybe on WWE's end or someone's end, the belief was that the paralegal relationship was consensual. Uh, these additional findings and reportings by Wall Street Journal are non-consensual relationships or maybe it were consensual that turned into non-consensual, what have you. Who knows? Uh, so it's worse. This is way worse, folks. Uh, Vince McMahon, uh, $12 million, $7.5 million. Jesus Christ, man. That is so much money for just a blowjob. Uh, <laughs> that's way too much money, man. Um, you know, it, it's bad. I, I, it, there's... There's no argument. If you're the board, there's no argument at this point. It's like, you know, this stuff has already been known. I mean, the Washington State Journal hasn't even discussed, like, you know, there's even more stuff. This is sadly still tips of the iceberg with this guy and John Laurinaitis, it appears. And I'm sure there are other people maybe in that company. I have no idea. I don't know anything. Just allegedly. But uh, Wall Street Journal... Uh, is coming and finding more and more things. Uh, Netflix cut their bio, their documentary about uh, Vince McMahon, so that's gone. Um, uh, who the heck knows what else is gone out of the pipeline? But Scotty, a lot to unravel here. Thoughts on uh, the new news regarding Vince McMahon, and John Laurinaitis? I uh, remember a few weeks ago when I said, ah, he won't be in trouble. Now, now he is. Yeah, now, now, now he is. Now he, uh, I don't know how you come back from this. Now, again, it's Vince McMahon, so I guess I can never be too sure, but there should be no way he comes back from this. He should not be getting his chairman position anymore. He should not be getting his uh, what CEO position. He shouldn't even be on creative. He should lose it all. It's, it's just unacceptable. And it was unacceptable beforehand, but one case opposed to was this four, 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 uh, like four, 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 and then if you want to add the fifth right. case okay. about right. Rita Chatterin, yeah. so which old case, but I, you know, back back up in the light, it's still terrible. Right, it's still awful. Um, yeah, I think if he's not out. That just looks really, really. It already looks really, really bad on WWE, obviously, but it just somehow makes it even worse, right? And I, I just don't know how people. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't understand how people in that company just don't make the decision immediately. I understand he stepped down for the time being. But I feel like you don't need that. I understand you need to do investigation and whatnot, but the more these things come out, the more it's like, all right, come on. You got to make a decision. We shouldn't be going another five months with him just sitting there and creative, minding his own business and, you know, yelling what he did as reported. Like he needs to be gone. Yeah, I believe it's just disrespectful to your talent. It's disrespectful to your company. But again, it's Vince McMahon. So you just, will he be gone? I really don't know, but he should be. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, uh, you're getting a little glitchy there, but we're still able to hear you. But uh, do you mind just signing out and signing back into Zoom real quick? Um, yeah. So uh, Scotty's coming out. Uh, yeah, no, completely agree with what Scotty's talking about. Uh, just the idea that 
it's there's going to be more reporting. There's going to be more stories that come out, whether it be Wall Street Journal, whether it be I think the other one was like New York Magazine, I think it was. Um, there's there's going to be more reporting. Scott is completely right. Th- this is still the tip of the iceberg. There is going to be more stuff. And as more and more things come out, you know, yeah, do your investigations, I guess. But at a certain point, if you, you know, you're at four, five, you start getting up there, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. At a certain point, you're the board. You're like, there is no more investigating that we need to do, right? This, there's no way PR wise, this looks good. You gotta, you gotta cut your losses. And the problem, them, in the in the uh, the dumb logic of the board of people outside of WWE of like the general public is that they believe that WWE is only successful because of Vince McMahon and no one else can run the company and that you you know if you want to sell the company Vince still has to be a part of it you know if you want to do all these stuff they they want to do all these things to make sure Vince is still around because that they believe that is the reason WWE has succeeded for so many decades and in some part, that's there's truth in there. You know, I can't, I don't blame them. There's truth in those statements. Um, but at the same time, it's ridiculous thinking he's the only goddamn person in the entire world that can run the company, right? That's ridiculous. Uh, and you get more and more of these uh, speaking out Me Too stories. The worst is going to be. Get him mm-hmm. out of there. It's not, the company is going to, like, they're, I mean, hasn't happened yet. That's frustrating in a very boys-like way. Uh, the company hasn't yet, like, dropped and started losing money. You know? Like, the the stuff is coming out, but, like, the company hasn't really taken a hit yet. And so it until that happens, I don't necessarily know if Vince is going to get booted out. Real shame. Real shame, well, Scotty. it's it's just it's not this isn't just a WWE thing. This isn't just a Vince McMahon thing, but it does help his case that we've seen Vince McMahon get out of a pickle many times before. But this is a corporate America type thing. Like this happens, yeah, a lot, and unfortunately, it happens way too much that we have to you know hear about these you know crazy stories and people shouldn't be using their power to make people uncomfortable and do stuff they don't want to do. But again, it doesn't surprise you that this is something Vince McMahon did. And there are more, and this this is the part for me, there are more and more stories that we don't know about yet that have happened. It's just, it's just the truth. That's how he works. Maybe it isn't in hush money in this way, but it's hush money in other ways, right? So for me, get him out of there as soon as possible. Yeah. You should not be sitting here talking about it, thinking about it. He should be gone. Yeah. Gone. He shouldn't even be around creative. You need to – you should have plans, truthfully, if you are so worried about it, to the moment he's gone – you have people to do creative. You have people to do this. You have people to do that because there shouldn't be any thought that he's around by the end of the summer, let alone the year. Yeah. 
Yeah, you you, know, you almost want to put like I don't know. I just had the thought. I don't know how much this is true, but you almost want to put like you start putting as like booking into question, right? It's, you always put his booking as questions. Vince McMahon, it's not his booking hasn't been the greatest in a while. Uh, you just sort of put in the booking. You're like, how you know how how's he booking? How's he you know when all these things were happening? How is he booking female wrestlers? You know, remember the divas, all that stuff. Mm, when the, exactly. all these reports and everything was happening, so they said a wrestler, right? Got hushed. Uh, yeah, the seven point five million dollars was a wrestler. And there, and okay. I don't, I don't want to like we're not going to out that wrestler. Uh, oh, absolutely not. There's no, no, no. an internet. I was, you can, I was just double checking. There's internet sleuths that have belief of who that person might be. Um, oh, well, not not my. Not my uh, not my department position to say something about them, whoever yeah. it may be. Yeah, so. that's that's their thing. Um, and but, I'm not tossing names around either. How am I supposed to know for sure? Yeah, you know exactly. And that's and that's the other thing is that I don't know for certain, so I'm not going to bring up the name unless that exactly. person might come forward. I don't know. Right. Well, um, yeah. Then then that's a topic of conversation, but it's not really a conversation. It's just like and they again, this is hush money. This isn't. Yeah. Like there's a reason this money was paid, uh, but yeah. I I would like to get to a point where we don't have to talk about Vince McMahon being a scumbag anymore, and we could just act like he's not here anymore. But it's just the beginning. So yeah, as I said last time we did this, proved to be the truth. It's just the beginning. Yeah, that's sadly sadly true. Well, Vince McMahon, Jesus Christ, I I, I you know it's just like. That was Sean Ross Sapp report also. That was just like, yeah, that Friday he just came out on TV and right before he was just like, fuck it. And just, I'm, I'm going to yeah. do whatever I want. There's another report by Fightful that was like, yeah, when SmackDown was happening, it was like business as usual. No, not just, we're just going to ignore these reports. It's just upsetting and frustrating. Well, I say if you're out there and you got a story, then definitely go say it because they're just going to ignore the reports. Well, they can't ignore tens, dozens of reports. You know, I'm not saying that's that yeah. many. Allegedly, I'm not saying that many. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, let's move on. Move on to brighter, sunnier topics. And there's none sunnier topics than going over to stardom. And talking about Midsummer Champions, uh, this was a really good show, I believe. Uh, where very newsworthy show, very newsworthy show as well. Um, er, Stardom Midsummer Champions happen in Tokyo, Japan. Attendance of twelve hundred people. Look at that. We got a full card in front of us. Scotty, what did you think of the whole show? By the way, uh, it was exact. It was kind of a lot like you'd expect it to be. It was the top heavy card. Um, they didn't have a big um, they didn't have a big undercard necessarily, but they made matches memorable in their own respectable way. You had a good future start championship match once again that had some wonderful near falls. You had a big tag in the middle that is obviously a very newsworthy match. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a very good high speed match where I thought Momo Kogo had the uh, performance of her career. And then, of course, you had the two final matches, which I am very vocal about on Twitter uh, so far of how good I thought those were. So uh, overall, just another, you know, we're we're getting used to this. Like, it's just another 
delivery for stardom. You you expect it at this point. It's not like I'm going to – they're going to have to do a lot for me to, like, come on here and be like, that was, you know, either – they're going to have to do a lot for me to come on here and say that was awful, or they're going to have to do a lot for me to come on here and say, like, that was amazing because I'm just kind of, like, used to it by now. <laughs> like Yeah. It, they, they've done so well that I don't expect anything less. Yeah, it, which is a weird position to be in as a company. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, every match is, you know, like you said, it was really the uh, top top of the card thing. But even in the undercard, it was like, eh, that was good. That was a pretty good tag yeah. match. Uh, yeah. So it's it, it's things like that where it's just like, at minimum, it's just like things are good, which is like, good, that's what you want. You know, yeah, you know, it's definitely things. a good thing to do. It's just like so weird that like I've come on here. I'm like, yeah, I mean, another good show. usual fantastic show. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah I, I i'd also agree with you that they stardom is like at that thing where it's like their star range for stardom is like three to like i don't know four and a half maybe it's like the top end but i feel like they've been that in a while i haven't seen for me personally i haven't gotten to that upper echelon for stardom this year yet maybe i'm missing out but um i i know some people that feel that way too yeah. um it's like they're there, but not fully there, which is interesting. Um, but I guess it depends on investment too, which we'll get to in the main event, um, which my investment was probably a lot more than most regular people watching. So it just made the match better. I was watching it live, obviously watching it live, is very different, mm-hmm. I think. Sure. But yeah, let's talk about this card. Yes. Um, we got Future of Stardom a title match. Hanan again rocking it by defeating Owaka Sukiyama. Um, so I thought this was a another good match. I thought Waka Waka looked good. Uh, I, I'm not a, you know I think Waka is still developing. So I think uh, for what it was here, I thought it was uh, she was serviceable. Uh, what I did like about Waka was that they structured the match in the way that it, they did a lot of. Um, Waka had a lot of like big moves, uh, where the almost theme of the match was her doing big moves constantly, but just close to the ropes and, Mm -hmm. uh, which allowed Hanan to get out of it. Um, there was, you know, there was also, uh, another big move that just happened, you know, that was very believable pinfall, uh, attempt where Hanan kicked out at like 2.9. So they're definitely like showcasing that like Waka's like a potential threat. But she just right. doesn't have the knowledge or skill or experience mm-hmm. to to get there. But Hanan yeah. does, and Hanan was able to retain her title. Yeah, I've talked to people about Waka past couple weeks because like they all wanted her to win. I'm like, I don't really care um, because, and this isn't because I don't care. But I think once she wins, she loses a lot of the interest that she's been carrying. I I watched it with Lady C. A lot of people wanted to see Lady C win. She won. Now I don't think I could care less about Lady C. Um, and once Waka wins, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and the moment will be great. But mm-hmm. see how exciting this match was because you thought she might win. And not only might she win, but she might get her first win and win a title like it enhanced the match in so many different ways and i think han is just so good already like i was thinking about this after this match I was like she's about to do this 12 times in the five star against the best crop she's ever faced yeah. right like she's doing these matches which are really good really entertaining for like eight minutes against the bottom of stardom 
Now she's going to go do it with the top of Star. She's going to do this with Julia. She's going to do this with Saya Kamatani. She's going to do this with Momo Watanabe, Hazuki. Like, this is what she's about to do. So I'm really excited for that, too. Uh, the match was good. Some, again, some fantastic near falls that you really just don't get unless unless Waka has a record she does um, because it just adds that drama. Because, like, if she was, you know, my sock ride, she had those near falls, it's like, oh, it's a regular title match. But there was just something added there that made this a lot of fun. Um, and good thing she didn't win, by the way. She should not have won. I'm happy Han and still has the title. I wouldn't have Han lose the title anytime soon. She should have the title through the five-star because there's no reason to have her lose it. Yeah, I could see I could see them maybe having her keep the title through the five star, maybe beat the record, um, and then dropping the title and then moving right up the card. Well, she didn't beat the record. Oh, she already Unless has. Unless you mean the day's record? Whatever record. She already beat the defense. <laughs> I th- I thought she still had one more, but maybe I, mis- no, maybe no, I miscounted. She, she has that. This was her I think this was actually just to continue it. Um, let's see. The future of stardom title. Well, she's not going to beat the days because if Tommy had it for 409 days, she just didn't have it. She didn't defend it nearly as much. Uh, Hanan's already in third for longest reign with the title. So that's cool. Ooh, very good. Um, okay, then great. Then uh, I then I think either way, I think she, I you know, maybe she drops it right before the five star. I don't necessarily, I don't know if there's shows right before the five star. There probably is a couple. Um, but I think at the very least it's, she goes into the five star, then she may maybe drops the title and that way she can just bump up the card. Cause the experience that Hanan is going to get out of the five star is going to be unbelievable for her. And, uh, she's going to improve. I think a lot, um, tag match, Ami Saray and Mirai defeat the team of you, Utami Hayashishida and Miyu Amasaki. Miyu, what a weekend for Miyu, right? Mm. Between this show, between new blood, uh the the draw as i like to call her she yeah. is the draw for those uh new blood shows new blood i think sold out was sold out well in advance main events her second one i thought this tag was fun i i didn't get to see this live because the tjpw show was finishing mm-hmm. uh during this match so this was the only one i didn't get to see live uh but i liked it i thought i think i like utami and miyu together like a lot so that's good. Um, Mariah and Ami Saray, who I had some some words for uh, after their title match the weekend prior. I thought they worked well here. Um, it wasn't long, so that made the match just an easy watch, as yeah. people like to say. You know, people like to use that comment, easy watch, but this was legitimately an easy watch. Yeah, I would like to see that God's Eye tag team of Ami Saray and Mariah maybe challenge for uh, tag titles. I think that would be pretty good. Um and yeah, uh, Miyu and Utami, uh, very interesting. I like the beginning of the match with Miyu just running up and beating up people. And yeah. Utami's like, what the? <laughs> Hold whoa, on. <laughs> whoa. whoa, hey now. And then, and then walking over, I was like, all right, now think, let's do this. <laughs> I think Utami's now one, eight and one on pay-per-view this year. <sighs> Whew. Now, don't get me wrong. I think she's and- only lost one singles match, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, it's still bad <laughs> it's still very bad yeah. comparably to last year that's fair uh yeah no i i like them i like the team a lot and i, I do think also i think we get ami and murray maybe go for tag tails i think that'd be yeah. pretty good we don't have to really talk about the next match i 
actually, no, I can laugh at Saeeda real quick. It's okay. Well, the next match was Fuki and Death, Rina Ruaka and Saki Kashima versus Suzuki, Kagama, Mayuitani, and Saeeda with uh, Oedo Tai getting the win with, I believe it was Rina pinning Saeeda. The really yeah, the- we learned. Go ahead. We learned quickly why Rina won, but yes, that's still what I was shocking. Say. That's what I was going to say. Still shocking because Saeeda is the one that's in the five star Grand Prix. My girl, my girl. <laughs> She's in the five star Grand Prix. Stars had pretty much their A team, like fighting against Oedo Tai's D team, mm-hmm. and they lost clean. So yeah, it's a choice. It's a it's choice. A choice. Um, but it's it's a choice that is just gonna happen. I feel bad for Saeeda fans. That's all. I'm I was dejected. I when I saw that. Now, granted, every single Oedo Tai member had to do like their finisher on Saida so that she can get pinned, right? But you yeah, know, she, you yeah, know, you gotta you gotta protect the gorilla, protected her. Yeah, uh, <laughs> having her get absolutely wrecked, uh, and then having Rina Rina pick up the fall. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I was upset about that. But then, like you said, it made sense in the next match, which was as awesome. long as you make it make sense. Yes. Which it is good because because of the next match was a high speed title match, it immediately follows up. We don't have to think about it too much. It immediately follows it up because the next match was Azume versus Momokogo with Azume beating Momo after the match. Like we said, Rina came out and challenged Azume for the high speed. So, what did you think of Azume versus Momo? Kogo. Oh, this absolutely exceeded expectations. I, I kept them low going into this match because Momo Kogo is someone that you never really. You never have seen the full potential. She obviously has it. Mm-hmm. You know the moves she does. She does six one nine. Uh, she she's very athletic with what she does. But you never saw the full potential. And she went out there and they changed the match pacing, which was very smart. They didn't go full like a zoomy high speed where she just runs around the ring like a maniac. No, no, no. They slowed her down. They made, they made Kogo look very smart in a lot of the ways that she stopped her. And they convinced me that she could have won. They had some great near falls. She, again, she just looked, I thought she looked great in there. Her, the match of her career, not even a question uh, for me, Kogo, of course, not a zooming. I don't think it reached the levels of the high speed matches that, you know, Azumi's have with uh, Saruga or Starlight Kid or anything, but if you told if you told me you had it a step below that, I think that's okay. I probably have two steps below that because that's just I had those really high. Uh, but this was a lot of fun. Continues Azumi's great high speed title reign. Um, and Momo Kogo should be here to stay in the high speed division. I think she offers a very different uh, wrestler because she does high speed, but not to the high speed that you're used to. She does high speed in that she's quick on reversals. She's quick with her moves but she's not necessarily running around like a maniac. So I like that part of it a lot. Oh, 100%. I think I completely agree with you. I, I have someone that's on the show has talked about how I, I think Momo has certainly potential. I think she sells very well. Um, uh, I like her moveset. Uh, I think it's just, it's, she just needs reps really is what I think she needs. And putting her against Azume, I think is a good choice. They did a good job of slowing down the pace for Momo. Um, but it ultimately, uh, I think it ended up being a pretty good match. Um, you know, it wasn't, you know, was it Azume's greatest match? No, like you said, no, 
but it was Kogo's best match that I've ever seen. And I think that she's still got potential. I think this match was sort of her current ceiling, but I think she has the potential to expand that ceiling um, with just years of more reps. And I think that's just honestly what she needs. So I think it was a really good showing. And I think she's got, she showed how, what her potential is uh, moving forward. Um, so yeah, good for her. And Osme did a good job leading her through it too. I thought. Yeah, she, that's that's what I was actually waiting to see if she could lead you through that. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I didn't think she could, but she, could she slow it down to the point where she was going to make that happen? And she absolutely did. So bravo to both of them. Next up was a 10-woman tag team elimination match where it was the Cosmic Angels, Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakano, Unagi Saika, Hikari Shimizu, and Saki uh, defeated the team of Donna Del Mundo, uh, Julia, Himeka, Micah, Mel- Mai Sakurai, and Natsupoi. Uh, you know, the match itself, uh, pretty good. A lot of fun stuff in there. The classic elimination, so you get a lot of that uh, yes. knocking on people over the top It roof. wasn't like the artist match. No, no. But uh, the big talking point of this match is we have the final three women in the match was uh, Tam Nakano, Natsupoi, and Julia. Uh, they all get knocked over the top rope. They're on the apron. Julia uh, has Tam Nakano ready to go for a German suplex on the ring apron. Natsupoi goes, winds up the super kick. Tam Nakano dodges out of the way. Natsupoi stalls the super kick, thinks about it, then kicks Julia, her teammate, her leader, in the jaw. Uh, picks up Julia. Uh, really, well, really, first off, soaks in what she's done. Then she picks up Julia. Tam Nakano is very confused. Tam Nakano hits the super kick on Julia. Natsupoi hits Julia with the German suplex. Julia goes out. Then Natsupoi jumps down. And Amina. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand, and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sorry, Tam Nakano gets the win. And after the match, Natsupoi joins Cosmic Angels, and DDM are not, well, they're not angry necessarily, but they're very sad about it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, How? I, don't, I don't really care if people don't believe me, but at the point where it was Julia and Natsupoi versus Tam, I said, in, I said to myself, sitting here in my chair watching, I was like, oh, Natsupoi's going to turn. And I said that because I watched this a few months ago with Momo and Azumi versus Starlight Kid in that uh, Captain's Falls match. Now, obviously, this didn't have those stakes, yeah. but it did have the stakes that this was the final match in their series, the Tam Nakano Natsupoi. And I just sat there. I was like, there is no way that this match ends because I don't know why. I just I, I thought those two being against Tam with Julia's history against Tam. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's no way this match ends like people wanted to. And it didn't, which wasn't shocking. It did not. Uh, 
it it wasn't as a surprise to me because I connected dots then. Yeah. But had I had I not, I, I mean, I just would be like, "What the frick?" I'm not really going to talk about the match. Match was whatever. Um, but the the change for Nazi Poi is an interesting one. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad yet. It can be good if if the plan, which I think it is, is to give her the cosmic angels like as she will be the leader when tam moves on because now that she is the clearest option now that she is an actual cosmic angel an actual roster member over say in unagi who i don't think has the leader material she's obviously very popular and she can you know she'll probably eventually win one of those top two titles but she's not a leader natsupoi is younger as well natsupoi is just She's all around, right? Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, great. Um, it's also, you know, they get to have one more run together, even though they never really had runs together. Um, they get to tag together. They get to do all this. It's weird. It's weird. And and I don't know if it's good yet. I don't know if it's good yet because I'm more so focused on the DDM side. They have they've went from the faction to a faction very quickly. Uh, they cared a lot more when Natsupoi left than when Shuri left. I'll tell you that though. Yeah, I was uh, they, say. They Ju- what, what is Julia Shuri? doing over that leadership position? They need a new leader because they keep dropping people like flies. Now they're down to Julia, Micah, Hameka, Tekla, my Sakurai. Uh, still, still a good group. It's just. It's very weird now. Now we're gonna sit here and then we're gonna wait. Uh, and well, Cosmic Angels has what eight, nine people, like something like that. It's, it's insanity the amount of people they got. Uh, I think they're eight now. So it's it's really just a wait and see yeah. because I think Natsupoi can do everything to make it the best, um, but we really don't know. What mattered to me the most is Julia gets to fight Natsupoi in the five star. So nice knowing you. That's nice no not Sepoy. <laughs> that yeah, that that match just became like a, a must see kind of main event like match. I don't know if it's yeah. gonna be the main event, but might, it should might be, be now. Might be now. <laughs> I so inter- interesting that you thought that you, that you said that uh Tim McConnell might move on from Cosmic Angels. I, I obviously No no, I think she's gonna retire. Oh really? Gonna, okay. Yeah. I, I interpreted Tam, Tam's I, on the final road. Interesting. I interpreted I, I don't you know, me having less knowledge than you. Uh, I interpreted it as I could see that being um, you bring in Natsupoy. Natsupoy can sort of take on that wonder of stardom war role now, be a challenger in that position while you move up Tam Nakano into mm-hmm. the world of stardom title position and she can do some challenges. Yeah. I, I think that's probably what's going to be. Oh, I think that's definitely true for the time being. And then eventually we'll get a Tam Nakano moving on. Uh, and then, because then you can also have yeah. Natsupoi, Unagi, Mina fight for uh, the trios titles, artists of stardom titles. You, know, you can do all that stuff, and you know, have Tam move on into the world of stardom title world. Tam versus Shuri, which I'm sure Re will be good. Which, yeah, which I'm sh- uh, which I'm sure would be good. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard you. I heard you. I, I, gonna, I, I don't know if you can see it on the Zoom or if you saw it on the the stream. 
my fiance isn't literally the background behind me. I looked over at the zoom and saw her just <laughs> turn around, give me the deadliest of glares, and then go back to working on her project. <laughs> I uh, I couldn't. I like just sat here and couldn't react because of what you just said. Uh, uh, <laughs> that brings us to the wonder of stardom title match. Uh, Sayakamatani versus Starlight Kid. I was able to watch this match right before we started, Scotty. Uh, and boy, howdy, was this match good. Um, Sayakamatani, Starlight Kid, I thought was exactly on the tin, exactly hit, met my expectations. I thought the beginning was a little slow, but it was ultimately what they were showing was Starlight Kid was uh, a force to be reckoned with. There might be a height differential. But Starlight Kid is going to not only, you know, has the strikes and the capabilities to bring down Sayakamitani and to her level, to Starlight Kid's height level, but use chairs and use the Oedo Tai-ness to uh, bring her that faction. But then once we got past that, once we, once we got past that, it got into the uh, back and forthness uh, and just got really, really good. You know, Spanish flies, Phoenix splashes from Sayakamitani, lovely stuff. That Spanish fly awful landing <laughs> just awful landing yeah the the point was she was supposed to land on her feet which was like the most impossible idea yeah um but i do like that she technically did it because obviously she had the leg injury mm-hmm. so it's like oh that's why it messed up she yep. couldn't land on her feet because her leg was messed up it was a very easy mistake that they had worked into the match by just kind of by accident mm-hmm. um yeah i thought the match was fantastic i thought it it really showcases how good Starlight Kid is now that she she has clearly added an El Desperado element to her game now. And I'm not just talking about numero dos. I'm talking about the the attacking of someone's leg yeah. and how good she was at it as the match went on. You know, some wicked dragon screws and just putting so much focus because she did add the numero dos and by the way love that azumi and starlight kid have the numero uno and the numero dos as a new submission finisher it's just a little thing that's really really cool but i i, I loved this because i thought saya sold her leg fantastic like it was one of the best jobs she's done at selling something mm-hmm. and obviously she was going to use it to do the phoenix splash it doesn't really bother me it's not like you know, she couldn't, but the way she sold it throughout the match was great. I thought this match was great. Um, not that I really expected anything less. I I did expect it to be the match of the weekend, and at least for me, it wasn't. Um, but that's it, it, it all comes down to how much investment you have into a match. And I think this match in the end was definitely hurt a little bit by the Kyrie stuff that we have talked about in, uh, in the past yeah. that hurt it obviously for drama don't get me wrong they still got me to believe at the end they did get me to bite in to it but not to the full extent that i was say in the main event because i was like well she's still not gonna win um but had that not been the case i think this match could have reached an even higher of high um and i think they would have probably done a more higher of high truthfully even though i thought the finish was really really good are they um I mean, they're both in the same block for a five star. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't I, be shocked if Kid won. Yeah, I could see Kid winning, and then we have a 
another challenge between the two of them. You know, and and like like you said, they I think we all sort of expected maybe there to be more, but we also got to remember they are in the same block. Uh, Starlight Kid's probably going to win. They'll have another title match, and maybe that's the one Starlight Kid wins. They also, uh, funny enough, have a Grim Reaper match. Or sorry, yeah, not, not, sorry, not a Grim Reaper match, a casket match with a Grim yes. Reaper. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so they got a lot of uh, various things uh, coming up. Plus, you mm. got you know now you have more challengers with uh, with uh, Sayaka Matani again, Saki um, uh, coming up. It looks like um, what was it? Uh, Lady C also came up at some point or not it well i'm reading what oh yeah let's go i'll go over this yeah, so please. saki saki officially challenges saya to a match mm-hmm. that should be the july 24th uh defense for her which is the day uh the midsummer champions in nagoya show uh that show's loaded up already looking really good so they did that and then the nai takahashi walks out which is big deal obviously first world of stardom champion mm-hmm. still a uh, legend for stardom she walks out there. She announces, by the way, I was right. Uh, she announces that she's the tag team partner for Kyrie, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously we had teased. Um, and then the lady sees like, yeah, I'll be your partner. And understandably, I'll, I'll, I'll say is that people were upset that they, they didn't do Tommy uh, because of just obvious reasons of like, why wouldn't you do a Tommy? Why wouldn't you want the super strong partner? Um, and they would have had to do the match a different day. So the match was officially set for July 30th, the first day of the Grand Prix, um, because, you know, we needed more matches on there. That <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, uh, so that's set for the first day of the Grand Prix, and if Tommy is wrestling that day, uh, Lady C obviously isn't in it, and Sayakamatani wasn't wrestling that day. So it works out. They have a lot. They have a packed schedule. Um, and yes, while it would have been great to have Tommy on there, they clearly want to have someone that gets pinned. Lady C will be that, but very cool to see um, see Nanai, Nanai and Kyrie would be cool to watch together. Mm-hmm. And we are one step closer to Kyrie getting that title match. If I had to guess, she will get the title match at the Dolphins Arena pay-per-view in the middle of the five-star uh, that would be probably the best time to do it because we're just kind of waiting around until they do that match. So I'm happy we we're on to the next step finally. Yeah, uh, and finally the main event. It was one World of Stardom title match. It was Shuri versus Momo Watanabe. Twenty minutes and sixteen seconds with Shuri getting the win and defending her title successfully. Yeah, I got to talk about this first. I got to. I, gotta I only watched half of this match, so I have not seen the full thing. Damn. Please uh, go for okay. it. Okay. Um, this match was everything I could have asked for. And I, I've seen people say, oh, it was a great match, but it wasn't that level. Or it was a great match, and it, 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 it some people thought it was over or underwhelming. And I, I completely disagree with that, but that's what wrestling is all about. We can disagree. We can agree. That's fine. It was so good, it, it, and I obviously have more investment in it than probably most people because I obviously want that Momo win. And the way that they created the match, they went away from the Shuri style again. You know, they do like a little grappling early on, but they go away from that style, and it works every time. They go to the Momo style of a match, and it's just vicious Momo and 
sure you're exchanging kicks upon kicks and big moves at the end. And they fully convince you that Momo is going to win this. She puts the wrench in her boot. She gets the cunt kick on Momo on Shuri near fall to count. By the way, the crowd, this uh, was not good for the show. Um, I think that probably did upset some people, um, but it doesn't affect me because I'm so used to no crowds by now that it doesn't really bother me whatsoever. So they had a great near fall there. She hits two, uh, three peach sunrises. That was a great near fall. I really thought they had it there. Um, then she goes for the peach bomb and, you know, sure. Sure. He turns around, kind of goes crazy. Uh, she hits her Ryu and doesn't get it there. Hits her punt. Get, and then, um, forces moment to tap out with the stretch muffler, uh, much like she did Mayu. So Sherry just knows how to take out my favorites. I appreciate that <laughs> same exact way. I was like, damn, that's that was cruel. But I thought this match was uh phenomenal. I thought it was everything I could have asked for. It didn't reach the classic that they had last year, but I didn't expect it to reach that because I thought that match was just unworldly good. But this this will still be in the conversation for me at the end of the year. It's not the match of the year, but I think it deserves contention. I think if you watch it like I did with all the investment that I had and the care that I had, and you watch the viciousness and the callbacks that they had and just the confidence that they both had to go out there and do what they did, then maybe you're on board with me. If you're not, I don't really care. That's what wrestling is all about. We're not all supposed to agree on every single match, but I thought it was just absolutely tremendous. It it fit exactly what I hoped for. I've seen some people also say it's probably their favorite uh, starter match of the year. It doesn't even get that for me. I don't think it's my favorite starter match of the year, but I also think stardom's had matches that are better, right? I think the only two I have above it, truthfully, are uh, Julian Mayu and kid versus Azumi. i think those are probably the only two that i have above it and again personal preference that's what wrestling's all about yeah but when you were invested as i was and they did what they did it was so easy for me to say this was just phenomenal yeah great stuff i'm excited to watch the second half of this match. yeah i recommend just yeah yeah watch the second half the second half is great Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, well, that was Stardom Midsummer Champions, of course. Oh, like and said, after, by the way, Tam challenged. I saw, I, I read that as well. Tam challenged, yeah. so we'll get that at Midsummer Champions in Nagoya. Uh, yep. Five stars right around the corner. We got Stardom Showcase. We got a bunch of stuff. Be 100% shocked if Tam won. Right before the five star? Mm, I'll have to look at the block to see how that... Well, you mostly okay. just need someone that is going to lose to Julia and Tam fits that role very well. Yeah. Yeah. That might work too, especially like a, re- a retribution sort of angle too. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. Uh, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, I'm going to go for the world record here on previewing a, a card. Our next topic is oh, okay. the GCW settlement series. Part one. Uh, this is I don't know what this card is. Uh, I'll get to it. Don't look it up. I'll get to it. I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, so this is, uh, of course, after the lawsuit between GCW and IWTV, they were uh, had to put on, uh, I think it was like 12 shows called, they're calling it the Settlement Series um, that GCW is putting on. And this will, so this will be airing on IWTV. Uh, Scotty, this show 
is happening at 1 p.m. today, July 10th. It is happening in an hour and 20 minutes. And let me read you the card. All right, that was the card. <laughs> what? There is no card announced for the show. <laughs> and when is it? It is happening at the time of recording, an hour and 20 minutes from now. <laughs> Okay. Uh there are there are wrestlers announced for the show. Um those wrestlers include Akira, Axton Ray, Brandon Kirk, Charles Mason, Charlie Tiger, Dylan McKay, Nick Wayne, Steve Scott, Yoya, Grim Reefer, Janai Kai, Alec Price, and uh Marcus Mathers. That is everyone that has been announced for the card at time of recording. Again, the show happens at time of recording. An hour and 20 minutes from now. <laughs> sure. Okay. That's the world record. Yeah. It's episode wow. 50. One of these something. <laughs> Getting a world record is that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. GCW, baby. <laughs> uh, let's talk about something that actually has a card uh, G1 Climax uh, is happening the first show is happening this Saturday for G1 Climax and so I just want to talk to you a little bit about the first show and then talk about maybe the last show for the G1 Climax and maybe we can get some predictions together yeah I'll give you my predictions I, I thought about this last night actually as I was sitting there like what are these blocks again exactly <laughs> Um, so the Who's first that? the first show's got a bunch of tag matches. Uh, you know, hey. we got Tom Lawler and Royce Isaacs teaming up. So West Coast Wrecking Crew coming in Japan. Uh, Jonah and Bad Dude Tita, Tito joining up. Tita. So Tita, Bad Dude Tita uh, joining up. So we got Bad Dude Tito over there. I saw David Finley and Tom Matanga teaming up together in a, tr- a trios match. That's interesting to me. Um, uh Lance Archer is teaming up with Suzuki Goon in a multi-man, so that's fun. Um, but the opening, there's only four G1 Climax matches. It's one from each block. Don't forget, it's four blocks here. So we I got think day two is like the worst day I've ever seen in my life. So. I'm sure. So, so we're starting off with C block. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Aaron Hanare. I bet you can guess who can win that one. Actually, I, I no, I probably can't. I was about to say, actually. <laughs> There is a chance Aaron Harari would win because Hiroshi Tanahashi, I believe, might let him win. win. Um, uh, D-block tournament match, Will Ospreay versus versus El Phantasmo. Um, That one, I would say Will Ospreay, but if if Aaron Harari doesn't beat Tanahashi, then Phantasmo might beat Ospreay. (laughs) Um, We got B-block tournament match, Sonata versus Jay White. That's fun. Um, and then we got an A Black tournament match, Kazuchika Okada versus Jeff Cobb. So that should be really good, if not great. A good first day of matches. Yeah, I think that's a solid, solid matches. And there's some tag matches in there that I'm interested in seeing. Uh, there's, just, you know, negative percent chance I see those tag. You don't want to see. You don't want to see bad dude Tita take it on with Toro Yano. No, I couldn't. I couldn't want to see anything less, actually. Um, but that's the opening of the show. That is also that's happening this upcoming Saturday. Um, but the G1 climax will be happening all the rest of July and halfway through August, where the finals 
uh, is happening August 6th. Well, not the finals is happening, but the final card, uh, block card, uh, is happening August 16th. It is four blocks, so it's harder to do maybe like predictions of what matters. But if it's anything like usual, then we have maybe an idea of we can maybe try to guesstimate what the main event and what the match matters the most to this entire tournament. So yeah. this is in no particular order because they don't do any particular order. So let's try to see if we can guess what the main event will be. Uh, our cards announced. We have two matches per per block. So eight match card here. Kazuchika Okada versus Lance Archer. Jonah versus Bad Luck Fale. That is going to be maybe deciding winners of the A block. Maybe. I don't know. One of them will. I imagine Okada. <laughs> yeah, A block's not to me. A block's very much like it, it's not even a conversation. Yeah. Uh, B block. We got Ishii versus Sonata and Tamatonga versus Jay White. The Tamatonga uh-huh. Jay White one is very interesting, just in terms of Sounds history. Like a spoiler potentially. Yeah, there. I could see a spoiler. Uh, when you say spoiler, I already have my block choices, but I'm gonna let you finish the card first. When you say spoiler, who you're thinking as the uh, spo- like I can see Tamatanga spoil Jay White, whether even it's just a double eliminate, uh, double count out, yeah, which would then make they don't want to bring... give him the title match, which I would be okay with if I didn't have to see Jay White versus Tamatanga, which could maybe bring Sonata or Ishii into the you know, be yeah, a block yeah, winner. Yeah. I don't know if they'll have Ishii be a block winner. I could see him, okay, I'll say it. I have Sonata winning B block. So Interesting. I could I, I could also see Ishii maybe winning the B block and not win the whole thing just because <laughs> they, can't, they can't stop themselves from a Okada Sonata match. They need it. They need the G, it. The G1? You're right. Yeah, come on now. They need it. Right. They're gonna get it. I was just gonna say my argument for Ishii is his last year, give him the thing, but I think the thing will be doing well in the block and then losing ultimately. Um, yeah, to Sonata. So I guess that's fine. I do like the idea of it being a spoiler for Tamatanga, but I could all in all though, I could also see Jay White just winning the whole block there. Uh, yeah. C block. We have Hiroki Goto versus Evil, and we have Tetsuya Naito versus Zack Saber Jr. If you want to look Naito's at spoiler right. as well, that I could. There's a little spoiler yeah. action there, but I could also see Naito. I winning. like that they're playing back the match that took Naito out last year as the final match of this year's block. Mm-hmm. I think Naito wins his block. So, Yeah. Which just, this also just reminded me that Evil and Naito will have a match at some point during the G1. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hope maybe. Evil wins the whole thing. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that's good. True. That's good. True. You know, it's Hiroki Goto. Evil could easily win. And then it's up to Zack Sabre Jr. to maybe knock out Naito. That could be it because I, I think I think Evil could finish in second in a block that in the most stacked block. So, <laughs> well, well, he should be winning the whole thing. That's correct. He should be. He should be winning the whole thing and facing Jay White in one of the most interesting matches New Japan could put on. But they won't do that. So they're scared. Um, and the D block we have uh, Shingo Takagi and El Fantasmo against one another, and we have Will Osprey versus Juice Robinson against one another. You know, all things considered, we 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 just said that they are giving away <laughs> so much with these this card. Like they are telling you, these are the people that will be in contention. Yeah. Like you know, when we talked about the uh, 
five-star schedule last week and i was like you know they really left it open like it could be anyone this is like oh no you know who's gonna be uh in contention i don't know this is the only block i'm not sure about and it's only it's obviously just down to osprey and shingo yeah um i could see them want to do shingo naito as a or i could see them want to avoid it too so i think what's interesting about this show this lineup is that i think in some cases for blocks, you can probably predict who's going to be the overall winner. But I think for the for the most part, it's you can figure out who's who who not maybe not in which order, but who might be one and two. Shingo will, yeah. uh, Naito, Evil, maybe Naito Zack, but Naito Evil, and then they're like, yeah. like I said, there's also other cases where it's like maybe three people, maybe all four people. I don't know. Sonata, Tamatago, Ishi, Sonata. Who the hell knows? Uh, right. So it's it's very I'm going okay. Here's my four blocks. Hold it. You everyone can hold it to me as the weeks go on. That's fine. Right. I'm gonna go a Okada. Block. A block winner. Yep. Sonata, which is the one I I feel way more comfortable with Sonata than I'm gonna feel about these last two. Um Naito and they want Osprey in there? Do they not? Do they want Osprey in there? Do they not? It should also be said is that they have not announced which block winner will be facing which block winner yeah. in the semifinals. It could be random. So you're thinking Okada versus Sonata, naturally. I mean, come on. You know they want it. And then you're thinking Naito versus somebody. Either Shingo, either Osprey. <sighs> Shingo Naito's nice, but it would be interfaction. Shingo's never beaten Osprey, right? I Since they don't became know. heavyweights. Oh uh, no, they beat. Uh, I think he beat him once in the G one. Um, it would be inner inner promote inner faction, uh, yeah. or it could be Osprey versus Naito, where Naito gets uh, Osprey elbows Naito in the back of the head so hard that his eye pops out. Oh, that's potential. Yeah, this is potential. And then he can just hold it instead of like doing this. He can just hold it. Oh, God. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Shingo. So we got Shingo versus Naito. There's also, I mean, there's on the table, there's also Zack Sabre Jr. versus Osprey. That's also on the table. Well, I think Naito's winning the whole thing. The whole thing? So, Ah, I see. I, I I'm so unsure. I I feel but like honestly I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Naito might be pulling the old Tanahashi and having a couple fake injuries, but uh, I also have no idea because this man just walks broken. So you know, I I just I don't know anymore. Right. This man could he be the best worker of all time, or he could be legit. Uh, who the well, he's definitely a little broken. <laughs> well, all wrestlers are a little broken for sure. Um, but yeah, so that is going to He be doesn't have knees. Definitely doesn't have knees, at the very least. Uh, but yeah, that's coming up uh, for G1 Climax, so I'm intrigued to see what happens there. I'm, for the most part, the same with you. I think Okada's winning. Um, I, You know, Okada versus White is a possibility. I'll say Okada White, and then I'll say... I'll say Okada White, and I'll say Osprey Naito, and I'll say we'll get uh osprey okada why not let's interesting do, let's do that. i can see that too yeah that's my that's like my other final in my head yeah if naito's not winning yeah 
even though I have Shingo going in. I don't know. Who's the I guess it's good that I don't know for sure though. Yeah, because you know, if, I like I like Okada versus well, and what's interesting is what I just picked is Okada versus White. Then Okada wins, which means he can challenge Jay White. Uh, but then it would be Jay White versus Osprey. In my prediction, it would be Jay White versus Osprey. I never always I never pick the whoever beats the champion to be the winner. I was to that as like oh a future challenge. So but then you know then Okada's not in a world the world title match at Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. but also it's Wrestle Kingdom and now nowadays it's just like who gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> sort of the yeah. G one winner, so you know who the heck. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm just I. I... I don't know. I don't know. He just he doesn't know, folks. Stop pestering Scotty. He doesn't know. No. No. Well, speaking of things about I don't know, uh, Noah, I don't know, uh, is having a show this Saturday as well. It's called Destination. Uh, and Unknown. Honestly, what I do know is that this card, not too shab, <laughs> but it is Noah, so I get it. But I'm just going to quickly go through it with you, Scotty, right before you got to head out here. Um, so we got a bunch of multi-man matches. We got, uh, I'm just going to point out some fun stuff. Extreme Tigers coming back in a multi-man. Um, ten per- in a 10-person tag match, uh, Stallion Rogers, a.k.a. Kurt Stallion, and Anthony Green are showing up in Noah. We're teaming up with uh, son of Dr. Wagner, Jr., Rene Dupree, and Simon Gotch. So that's fun. All right. Um, We got a a nice little stinger, Paris Del Mal, junior tag. We got Ninja Mac returning in a singles match versus Dante Leone. Yeah, they got some of the most random fuckers on this show. I'm not going (laughs) to lie to you. It's a random fucker match, but it is a match that helped put Ninja Mac on the map in America. So it is very intriguing Living that they bring in it America. It's very intriguing to me that Maybe they bring it. Maybe will put Dante Leone on the map in Japan. Maybe it will. Uh, we have a hardcore tag match. This match, I'm way too excited about. <laughs> I'm pretty hype. We got Super Crazy and Nosawa Rungai versus Masato Tanaka and Rob Van Dam. What the fuck I? I'm so happy to knock an RVD or TV together. <laughs> I I don't know how it's going to shape out. We got a lot of old guys in this match, but oh, it could be it could be awful. But I don't care. <laughs> it could be awful, but I'm I'm excited because it it could also just be like you know like almost like a like a lucha thing where it's just like a bunch of people throwing chairs we at got, each other heads. We got a stuff. former ECW world champion. Two of them. I was about to two say. I think them. we have two. On the same team mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. 2022 <laughs> in Japan against Super Crazy <laughs> and Nosawa and the Booker. <laughs> oh my God, it's gonna be ridiculous. You know, uh, um, do you know that Masato Tanaka held the ACW World Heavyweight Championship for six days? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Who did he lose it to? Yeah. Mike Awesome. All right, that wait. He that beat my right. awesome for it. That sounds right. That sounds right. And he beat and he uh, defended against Kintaro Kanamaru. Hmm. Interesting. So there's your history lesson of the day. But is, this match should be stupid. Is there any way the Booker? Is there any way the Booker Nasawa Rangai is going to beat Rob Van Dam and Masada Tanaka? Nah, bro. We're on the we're on the road to the Rob Van Dam 
GHC heavyweight championship win. Come on now. <laughs> you laugh, but I'm only half kidding. Kojima <laughs> versus Fujita, and then the winner faces Rob Van Dam and loses. Oh, man. Anyways, the, speaking of... give them the, uh, the red one, the red belt that they got. The national title? Yeah, because I hate that Funaki has it, so literally anything better is... <laughs> It was uh, RVD looked good in his uh, yeah. match back. He's also not dealing with injuries anymore, he said, so that's good. Well, he's about to have a hardcore tag, tag team title match, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, speaking about Funaki and Fujita, six-person tag match, we got Go Shiyazaki, Segura, and Fujita on one side versus Funaki, uh, Nakajima, and Minabu Soya on another. Hit Hard-hitting match affair is what I'm looking forward to. I can't wait. Yeah, that's a that's a good match because it's a big show, so like they'll all go all out. It's just like it's so sad though to think about like how they're just in a tag on this big show. Who Nakajima and Go? There's no and again, I wish they could just take Funaki get get the title off of him. So like one of those guys on the other, like I would love if Fujita had it, Shigeru had it, Shizaki had it. Because it would add another big match to these shows. Funaki having it is just piss poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I, you know, the only big, the only old man that I respect and truly want on to have any sort of title in this promotion is Takeshi Segura, because he, yeah, he's he's great, he's great, uh, he's phenomenal. Uh, speaking about old man, I won my cards. It's the Pro Wrestling Love Forever One, the final countdown. This is the first of five singles <sighs> matches for the great Keji Muto's retirement tour, where he will be facing Kaito Kiyomiya, Scotty. The the biggest question of this entire this is card. This main event to me, by the way. This is, this, is, this is my main event. This is my match. Not yours. Not anyone. This is my main event right here. The biggest Muto's back, baby. The biggest question of the entire year is Muto going to pin Kiyomiya, or will Again. he finally put Kiyomiya uh, over? <laughs> it's such a difficult question to ask. I couldn't. I couldn't be more unsure. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be more unsure. I have. No clue. <laughs> it because it's not just the fact of it's Kiyomiya versus Muto. It's also, I think, going to exemplify what Muto's retirement tour is going to look like. Right? If yeah. Muto pins Kiyomiya, all right, Muto's winning all five of his last matches. I hope Muto stacks Kiyomiya, beats him in five <laughs> seconds. I hope I hope Muto does a flaming kick to Kiyomiya. Steel Kano's <laughs> move and does it to Kiyomiya. Flaming shining wizard. Let's do you it. You know what's sad is that Kojima has been like a really good um he's him and Ki, uh Kaito have like worked up a really good relationship. Yeah. And it 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 kind of gives a hint of like, oh, maybe Kojima will drop it to Kaito. It would be a perfect story. But this smash, man. Uh, if Kiyomiya like if Kiyomiya wins, it's a good challenge for the this, title. This is important. This is important. I need to say that. I feel like if you booked it, 
it's so that Kaito gets the win. <laughs> but Muto could decide on the day of. He's like, you know what? That's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's like this it's- is the. This is going to be so much fun to watch. I can't like it's it's unhealthy that I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> I I'm so stoked for this match. Uh, <laughs> cannot wait. I gonna give it five stars if if uh, Muto wins in ten minutes or less. If I was a betting man, I would walk out of the casino on this on the match. <laughs> I'd be like I I don't know. I guess I put my I. I mean, I don't even know who the who would be the odds on favorite in this one. It feels like it's 50-50. It is as 50-50 as a match can be. Or at least I think it's 50-50. If Muto might be thinking maybe it's, it's 100 Maybe it's 99-1%. Muto's going into the day of, ah, you know what? I thought about it. Yeah, I'm still winning. Bitch. <laughs> uh, GHC tag championship match. Uh, Michael Elgin, Masaki Amiya, uh defending their titles against Hideki Suzuki and Timothy Thatcher. Give me some new champs. Give me some new champs. I like uh, like Thatcher and Noah. Me too. I think he's a good fit. Uh, I think he's a good fit for what Noah's doing. Good main event here, though. For the style of Noah. Uh, Uh, No, no, we still have the stupid junior. Junior heavyweight title match. Hayata versus Seki Yoshioka. All right. I don't really care for the junior division. I don't watch it. I don't watch Hayata. I don't watch Hayata matches. I I do not care about the junior division. I only care when Dragon Gate's there. That's true. But uh, they have a, they're actually doing a Dragon Gate uh, ta- uh, trios title match after this show. I think the week after. Maybe. I'll, Yamato is going to be in Noah for the first time ever. Maybe. I'll care about the junior division when Ninja Mac wins the title. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Which it will happen. I'll bet money on that one. Uh, and then our main RPGs event. Winning the world title. Of course. I'll bet money on this match being pretty good. GHC heavyweight title match. Satoshi Kojima defending his title against Kano. You know, Kano's a great first defense for Kojima because Kojima's going to beat him. Yeah. Anyone that gets hope that Kano's going to win, I'm sorry. But Kojima's going to beat him, but I think it should be a great match. Mm-hmm. I think Kojima's awesome, so I don't really care that he's still champion. I think he should hold it forever. I know, I'm just kidding. But I do enjoy Kojima. I think Kojima should lose it to Kaito in the end. So uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I think they can have a really, really, really good match. Uh, I think it could definitely be better than the Shiozaki match, which I thought was a little under expectations. Um, Kano's great. Kojima's great. They've actually built it up really well. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think Kojima comes from a similar school of Muto and all that stuff, just in terms of respect. But I think what Kojima brings differently is... Uh, at least the matches will be really good <laughs> to compared to right. a, uh, a Fujita or a Muto. So um, I'm excited for it. I'm certainly excited for it. Well, uh, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. It's a little short episode here, but um, we got all our topics in. A little rush. How do we, we celebrate it? 50? We celebrate it with a shortest episode. <laughs> well, you know, them's the breaks, folks, and we apologize. That's for that. the Scott E problem. Scott Scott E, and he and he's the problem, Marina Shafir style. Um, oh, please don't say it. <laughs> How bad do you think I am? Uh, he's sandbagging the podcast. Uh, Scotty, anything to <laughs> anything to plug? Uh, you can follow me at Scotty Wrestling on Twitter. My match of the week that we didn't talk about. Uh... Oh, uh, Chihiro Hashimoto versus Venny from uh, 
Sendai Girls, which was technically today, but I watched it last night. So, yeah. Great, great, great match. One of the best Joshi matches of the year. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. Um, I, don't know, like... I already know your match of the week. Just say it. What is my match of the week? Um, Takeshton Mad King. Yeah, that would be my highest rated match of the week. Um, but I was trying to look at other matches and be like, who maybe I should give a different plug shout out to. There's Mirai versus Suzu Suzuki that could give a shout out to. Mm. But I'm going to go off the board, go crazy with it. Not even the, my highest rated match. I think it's like my third highest rated match. Oh, God. Alex Kane versus Davey Richards for the MLW National Openweight title match on this past week's episode of Fusion. Really good. Really good. It was exactly what you expect from uh, developing suplex man Alex Kane and veteran Davey Richards. Uh, Davey Richards won, didn't he? Uh, no, they went to a time limit draw. Oh. So a 20 minute time limit draw. Well, the gimmick was that uh, it was for the title, but if you can go to the time limit, then you would win like uh, $10,000 or something. I would have just, we should they should have just both sat there the entire time. Well, Alex Kane, I think it's Alex Kane's money is what the, the thing. Uh, uh, no, they should not have just sat there the whole time. Yeah. Um, it was the Thrilla in Philly is what they were doing the it for. Thrilla in Manila. It was, pre- it was pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I would hope so that your match of the week is at least pretty good. I, I could have gone with the other match, which was Lince Dorado versus a real one. All right. Well, that was a good show, everybody. That's how we celebrate our number 50. We'll, we'll have a bigger celebration for the uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, one year. The one year anniversary show will be our big celebration. I feel like one year is more important than a 50th episode because eh, 100, 100 will celebrate too. But let's okay. let's let's do uh, what, 53? That'll be our celebration? 54? Uh, I think it's 54. It's uh, the August 54 or 55. Because we've done what, two AEW reviews? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're a month away. So we have uh, it's August 7th. So it'll be 54. What it's gonna oh be. yeah, because we missed a week too, so it's fifty four. Yeah, mm-hmm. long ago. Word, we'll celebrate. Uh, we don't know when we're recording next because Ryan has to do things. Yeah, so, so I guess I'll I'll say that. So for the next two weekends, I won't be available, and <laughs> uh, so uh, it's we're Scotty and I are figuring it out. Uh, you can follow with the show at Cannot Pod. That's when we'll tweet out like the schedule updates for the next two weeks. Yep. Looking like maybe like Wednesday next week, may, Thursday maybe, or and then maybe the Tuesday after that. We'll yeah. figure that out. If anything, that allows us to make sure we're all caught up on weekend shows and just reviewing weekend shows and stuff. Um, oh, and yeah. Also, the things that are happening these two weekends are going to be G1 Climax beginning and... Um, Stardom's oh, big weekend. Death Before Dishonor. Stardom starts. Yeah. Stardom has we'll a Stardom and Showcase. Terminus we'll three. Preview, uh, Death before Dishonor next week. Previewing so. SummerSlam. Uh, oh yeah, fuck SummerSlam. Ric Flair's last match. We can preview the card. Yeah, the card's at least good. Uh, but yeah, well, until then, bye, bye everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.